Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. Photonic reversal. With your host, Cody Drum. Broadcasting from the secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rotten about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. Thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharpened nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Talk to you about what not, whatever. What an excellent professional segue that was. 150 people was a massive crowd, you know. You know, I kind of know the sound man for Rob Zombie. And presenting you the illusion of choice. See anything wrong with, you know, being into the stuff you're into? Yeah, it's a very good question. And I liked it because of that beginning and middle and the end. Could not be more professional. Get you pumped up. We have answers. It means something. That's like a science thing, right? Oh, indeed it is. Indeed it is. Photonic reversal. No no seatbelts. No no jacket required. This is still posting, by the way. This is this. Oh my god. (laughs) We live in a wonderful age where certain platforms. That I have nothing but love for uh, move a lo- move a lot slower than other platforms. <laughs> J- uh, Josh, hello. How are you? I'm doing all right, Conan. How are you? Wonderful. We got a great show today. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, speaking to Mr. Mike Blaha yes. the Blind Shake. This will be fun indeed. How exciting! Blind shake and many other things. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like the Blind Shake Enterprises at this point. I would say <laughs> like there, there's uh, Jim and the French Vanilla. There's Shadow in the Cracks. Uh, there's just Blaha. Yep. <laughs> And then there are the uh, various collaboration records with the Blind Shake and John Reese. The Michael John Reese uh, surf record. Yeah. 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 Um, there's uh, the Michael Yonkers mm-hmm. stuff. Tell you. That's great. It's a franchise. It's Makes franchise. you just want to knock down a wall and destroy all the microphones, right? Oh! Hey! <laughs> Topical humor, everybody. Uh, anyway, so we're, uh, we're going to have Mike on relatively shortly. Looking forward to that. Um, and let's see. What else is going on? You got, you got, you're playing a show. Oh, right. uh, yeah, we're playing a show on Saturday. We're playing at the uh, the High Dive. Uh, that's F.I. to High Five is playing at the High Dive with uh, Fake Limbs and the Conformists. Mm, what a bill. What that's a bill. Be a hell of a time. It's, 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 sometimes it's nice to be the least confusing band at the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, uh, I used to be so good at this. Used to be so good at this. I'm sorry. Can, we, 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 can you say that again? Oh, it's uh, nice to be the uh, least confusing band on the lineup. There you go. I'm, I'm out of practice, folks. That's, that's all I got to say about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to that too. That's a that's the that's the that's a threefer for yeah. sure. I'm playing a show too. Uh, Triple I Industries. The oh yes, that's right. That's right. 
When is it? 25th? <laughs> sounds plausible. I want to say it's the weekend of the 25th. I'm probably the worst guy to ask, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think weekend of the 25th, there's like War Brides, uh, Them Teeth, like a million other great bands. A bunch uh, of great bands. Triple Club Garibaldi and uh, Cactus Club. It's kind of like uh, you go between the venues kind of situation. That, that, that should be awesome. I'm really looking uh-huh. forward to that. It's going to be going to be a damn good time if I do say so myself. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what? I said a damn good time. Oh. I mean it. Okay, so that's so we got our plugs out of the way. That's right. Can I just plug my shit here? What, what, what is this radio show for if not to plug my <laughs> shit specifically? <laughs> uh, let's listen to a song. Let's listen to... Oh... What do we do? I'm not an animal. Sure. Uh, this is I'm not an animal by the Blind Shake. Goes a little something like this.
that is off of the record The Art of Not. And uh, before that, we had a little thing called The Blind Shake. You may have heard of them. <laughs> that uh, was uh, off of Seriousness. That's I'm Not an Animal, one of my favorite tunes by them. As a matter of fact, if I do say so myself, and I do. You done did said it. I done said it. It happened. I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so right. we are we are here. You're listening to Protonicoversal Radio Nope, and we thank you for that, as always. Indeed. Uh, we are going to shortly be speaking to the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, Mr. Mike Blaha. We're, we're How's it going? Hey, Mike Blaha. <laughs> welcome, sir. <laughs> How you doing? And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah, how's it going, man? Very Thanks. good, very good. It's very good to hear you. Um, uh, yes, the crowd, as, as we mentioned, going nuts. Uh, you, you, got, you got a lot of fans here in the Pernacoverse Studios. Let it go, people. Sit down. Nice. <laughs> a lot of digital crowd. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shh, shh. Don't give away my secrets, bro. <laughs> I did realize that you, you're, you're one of... Um, you, 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 we had Colin Frangos on, uh, that, who did that great uh, Michael Yonkers and the Blind Shake documentary, but you, you have not been on Proton Reversal before, so there's been somebody that's made a documentary about you, <laughs> but you yourself have not yeah. been on the show before, so how's, how's that feel? I, I feel uh, famous for like five seconds, because I just found that out just now, <laughs> as you told me. <laughs> no. Do you feel hashtag No, best? but I was... <laughs> yeah. Hashtag left. Oh, MAGA, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, and you're a busy man. You, you got a show tonight. I do. <laughs> you're playing I have a, right an acoustic project. Uh, it's it's uh, an acoustic project with uh, Christy Costello. She's in a local band called Pink Mink and oh, Butcher's yeah. Union. And uh, she's a ah. guy, Patty, from Dillinger 4. Okay, yeah. Very nice. So, yeah, we played with, uh, this is, this is uh, Josh, by the way. Uh, from from hey, Josh. if I had a high five and all that, but we uh, we played with uh, Pink Pink way back, a long time ago. It's been around for a while. Yeah, cool. yeah. She's she's got a kid and stuff, but is like taking time out of her uh, life to make my acoustic project like more musical. Trying not to, you know, I still just have two or three uh, changes in my songs, so maybe she can kind of make it seem like I've grown or something. That's the goal. <laughs> sure. Move forward as an artist. So, so there's. Can you explain? Do you have? Is it, do you have like a whiteboard? Uh, uh, maybe to explain all of the various <laughs> incarnations and projects. I mean, there's Shadow on the Cross. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's uh, yeah. There's Blaha. There's also Jim's got Jim of the French Vanilla. There's Blind Shake, obviously. Uh, I mean, there's there, there's the uh, Swami John Reese and the Blind Shake. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, yep. There's a lot. Yep. And then the, it all started, the first uh, one that we, you know, collaboration was with Michael Yonkers. Right. And that right. was when we first learned that we can't, oh, we, we don't have to just play with our own selves. It kind of opened us up a little bit more musically, I think. But, Absolutely, yeah. But then it just sort of adds up, just time goes on. I, I think if you're around anything long enough and, and keep working at it, you know, cool things happen. Um, so I think that's just, yeah, just slowly over time. And this last bash, which I got to see you at, um, you know, we played with Shannon Selberg, which is just, it's one of those things that when I had first seen him, uh, Shannon Selberg from Cows, I would never even say hi, because I'm just like, I don't know, man, the guy's super weird, and <laughs> I don't, you know, I was all scared. And then he's, he's very zen. He's very, like, peaceful guy. 
Right. But definitely still the same amount of weirdness. It's just there's more to them, too. But sure. I, that it was, was pretty cool. First of all, that was fantastic to see, and I felt like I was really watching something special, which is, which is always, uh, you know, that's always nice when you're, uh, when you're at a, a very hot live music event. I also noticed that she yeah. at one point had a, just for whatever reason, had a towel kind of draped over, like a, no, not even a towel, like a washcloth kind of draped over his head. And and Lori from Babes in Toyland, for some reason, just started busting balls on him. And it was clear to see, even though I couldn't tell what they were saying, that she was totally giving him grief and like making fun of him for it. And it was funny to see him yeah. just for like five seconds kind of be like, like self-aware of like <laughs> him just being like an abject, and I mean this in the best way, an abject weirdo. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like he was—he's a regular human for a second, right? Instead of like, but, this, yeah, but Lori, Lori is like the person she can just walk up. She goes up to Mud Honey and just starts busting their chops, and then the Melvins, and you know. So I, I was sitting by her for a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't. But she, you know, she played with all those guys back in the day, yeah. So right. she has that right. But I'm just like, wow, that's really weird. I just met Mud Honey, and now Lori Barbero's. Uh, making fun of them, you know. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't she's you? Like got, it? Yeah. She's earned it. She's got that uh, something about her. Yeah, and she's fearless. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. It you was. Know? It was an interesting tableau to see, even ostensibly silent. Just, just, just to watch that, like <laughs> that short play, <laughs> kind of play out, like twenty feet away from me. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it greatly, but. <laughs> Yeah, you're bullying like I, I think I believe I believe I characterized as full on Bob Log duty uh, on that set. You were playing your baritone and singing and playing drums while while uh, Shannon was kind of yeah. doing additional percussion, and uh, that's so that's a lot. To, that's a lot to do, man. That's, <laughs> are, are you just, yeah, that's our our Shadow in the Cracks set. Is is that the majority of those songs were Shadow in the Cracks songs? Um, and we didn't really tour it much, except right. for we played South by Southwest, Goner Fest. And then Europe. So we, uh, we, because we um, huh. had to let our drummer go halfway through a European tour. And then we, so we just finished the tour as um, Shadow in the Cracks, but called it the Blind Shake because we still had some big contractual obligations. Yeah. Well, um, no, one outside, no one outside of you guys is going to really know the difference anyway, I suppose, if they didn't were just like presented with the two of you. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, you know, there's right. people, we had toured there before, but they, um, People that knew us heard this BBC. We played live on the BBC right to start that second half of the tour. Oh. And so people kind of knew the story going in. Uh-huh. It actually helped the, the, the draw. A lot of people showed up just to see if we could pull it off. So awesome. it ended up being a pretty fun tour. But, yeah, it's, it's a tough way to uh, get in shape. <laughs> I think my left heel is just still destroyed from pound, pounding it on the ground every night with the, uh, the Indian bells on my feet. Oh, geez, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it it seems like um, I mean that's a lot to do in the in the, <laughs> in, in the best of times. But like as far as you know, doing a whole set of it, like if you're, it's not something you do all the time. I mean, it, it's it seems like that would be a little stressing. I will say that we did do a a premiere of Shadow in the Cracks because Tom Hazelmeyer, uh, of course, of, of Bash fame and and, and rep in episode seventy three. Pointed out how much he loved the Shadow and the Crack stuff, and and we uh, we played a song. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned that or not, but you're welcome for that protonic reversal bump. That probably got <laughs> oh, at least well, five you. SoundCloud listens, and one of them was the show. Hey, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know it's funny because Tom, when he first we first set up, we played a residency in, in Grumpy's. There was that small side room, and we did every Saturday Shadow and the Cracks, and then 
um, he first saw it, he was like, you're sitting down? And he seemed kind of pissed. I was like, oh, man, this is... And then he, he loved it. He was a fan of it. It's like, oh, my God, I was going to get in trouble, you know, for sitting down on the job. But, you know, um, I can't, I'm not Chris Isaac. I can't stand up and play the kick drum. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. I'm like a knee lifter. I don't, I don't do the calf drumming. I pick up my whole leg. Well, it seems um, like it's, a, uh, it, it's a, a good workout, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it makes up for all the, all the, like, the desserts and stuff, pounds, every time we're in Europe. If there's, you know, any dessert anywhere near me, I just destroy it. Um, and I load up because I know we're going to England and things can get rough there food-wise. So oh. try to fatten up in France and then head to England for the, ready for the wind and the rain and the bleak. Um, although the food was good this time, I should stop ripping on it. For some reason, I don't Less know. Less boiled meat this time? Yeah, they're, they're really, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're stepping up their game, the whole country. Good. You know? Yeah, way to step up your game. It's the whole Brexit thing. You know, <laughs> they're like, hey, we need to start over. <laughs> no. that, that would be, I, I, I would watch, I would watch uh, the Mike Waha uh, step up your game, various countries, uh, on the yeah. food channel. I'd, I'd watch that, sure. Yeah, India. We would go through India and just throw toilet paper at people, be like, step up your game, you know? Right. Stop wiping your ass with your hand. I don't even know if that's true. That's like a, <laughs> something I heard from. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> from an uncle so <laughs> so point of fact is, you, but, is, is it uh, the blind shake set was somewhat shadow in the cracks somewhat blind shake with shannon on on guest uh guest drums guest every i mean like it, is this a yeah. thing that's gonna happen regularly i guess is the the question well we thought it would be special for the bash okay. i mean he was playing a teddy bear at one time with a drumstick and i was like he was definitely yeah, up to weird you know <laughs> he was up to typical but shannon hijinks which i'm for yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the way he is, it would be good to have it with a full drums and a full band. He's definitely kind of down to start doing stuff again. Awesome. I think with us, we're we're in more of a um, retooling period. I know Jim Jim just bought a house and is wants to kind of rethink things musically for a while and then um, and come back recharged with French Vanilla or Blind Shake, whatever it ends up being, but... You know how it is. We just were hitting it so hard for so long that it was probably doing more harm than good to all of us mentally. But well, yeah, you guys had... I still keep playing anyway because I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm the least do? healthy of all of them, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just something I do. Yeah. So I but, guess that that's a, that's a question that uh, the the process for uh, for for writing songs for you know, Blind Shake and for the Blaha stuff. Like, how is it? You know. I mean, I, 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 what I imagine is you is you guys ostensibly sitting around doing push-ups and then like writing a part of the song, going back to doing push-ups, and then going back to writing part of the song because you're just so prolific and it's it's a high level of quality. But I would imagine that when you are releasing things under different names, the idea is to get different things sorted out for uh, you know scratch different inches, so to speak. Like for instance, that the you know there's a song that's very kind of piano-y on the art of not oh yeah and uh, yeah there's a, a lot of those are like they're more lyric based and like trying to get more melody and maybe sometimes a little more um for that the art of not album yeah it's like a little more depth uh in the recording part of it um you know just to do something different it isn't like uh you know i still want to do all the heavy stuff and fast stuff too but sometimes you're just like oh, i wonder if this song would make more sense 
if if it's a song like literally about my life, it makes more sense if there's things that support the vocals in melody instead of like dominate over the vocals. Sure. Like most Blind Shake songs kind of do that. Right, where right. Where it's like, it's everything at once, you know? Well, yeah, and, and the Blind Shake songs just uh, lyrically are, are a lot more minimalist than your than the Blaha stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's more of a we band, like us, you know, because we sing together. Yeah. We're Blaha, and then Jim's, uh, Jim and the French Vanilla, it's more of your own life. So if you're going to sing about your wife or sing about how sad you are, something like that, it's like, keep that on your own band you know what i mean <laughs> go get a sad synthesizer right. and, and deal with it but then if it's like hey it's us against them then it's a blind shake song okay i think that's what it's based on you know it depends on also who's available at the time you know if it's a lot of blind shake songs would start with jim bringing in a riff and me playing the drums and trying to sing a melody and then later adding the baritone to try to bring out some sort of groove or something right on um so, yeah, it's it's always you know how it is when you just you write a bunch of songs and then kind of categorize it later too. Right, right. I try to spend anywhere from you know four to six, sometimes eight hours in the rehearsal spot, and then go to my night job, um, and pretending as if I'm full time at the music thing in terms of yeah. uh, creating songs, just like there's a deadline, but there isn't really isn't one. So. Well, but it's, it, Which is a little insane, you know, after a while you're just like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of creating a fantasy world here, I should probably go outside, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> which can be nice, but it's also good to yeah. be in, in the world as well, and, and you can draw upon those experiences. It, it, I was just going to say that as far as Blind Shake goes, it always kind of occurred to me that, you know, some of your, some of my favorite songs by you guys kind of occupy the same place as a band like Carp, where it's almost like s- <laughs> schoolyard chants or something, where it's like totally simple, but just like, yeah, go, go, where you're just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's repetitive and it, it seems like it's, that's part of the, the, at least uh, for, for years it was for you, for you guys, almost like part of the approach is like this, this kind of like wave of uh, invading surf alien dudes yelling yeah. at you. <laughs> and yeah, I mean that as a compliment. Like, you know, like there's a, no, I know what you're saying. There's sometimes like there's the thing where you want to do, there's always like the cool part of a song and then there's the other parts. And sometimes we just want to do only the cool part, and then when we're done with that, just right, just be done. Like German chocolate cake is great because of the frosting. The cake itself, it's like sometimes I would just open up uh, the, the Betty Crocker German chocolate frosting and eat that. <laughs> just straight you out of the can. Yeah. So then my other projects are like the can with the cake. Sometimes just the cake for whatever reason. It's probably my acoustic thing. Right, right. Yeah. Or just the egg batter. I don't know. <laughs> Getting deep into this cake analogy. I'm hungry. Just the cake, but, but not the band cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> Although they did play First Avenue like a year ago, and it was pretty good. All right. That song, whatever that is. Right, right. He's Isn't that the one? Distance. Yeah. Yeah, back when turntables came with every rock band. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, yes. Those are good days. I remember them well. <laughs> yeah. Some, so, like, Generation Y kid just, like, took notes. He's like, really? I should do that, you know? <laughs> Gotta bring that back, you know? No, there's a market right. there. I could, I could exploit yeah. that. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> it's gonna re- change the game. So, what's going on with anyway, the drum situation with the Blind Shake? 
Like, is is that is, is are you going to be getting Dave back? Is this something where there's like an open slot? Should people submit demos of them air drumming to Blaine Shake songs <laughs> on YouTube, perhaps? Because I would love to see that. I think yeah, I think the air drumming would be the best way. Like, if they wanted to audition, do it through Instagram in like right. just like on your lap. Sure. In, sitting on your toilet, um, slapping your legs to the beat. I think that's the way. I think that's a that's solid the only way man. we'll accept auditions at this point. But, uh, <laughs> no, I kind of feel like you know Dave has a kid, and he's a good dad. You know, I'd love to have him just be like a a deadbeat dad and tour with us and everything. You know, he wants to be a good person. So, I, but I feel like if we <laughs> if we got more things going, I'd like to have Dave a part of it because I think it makes the most sense. It's kind of because it was for fifteen years with Dave, right? Um, but but you never know. I I think if we um, just continue to write songs and see like what the touring plans are, it would probably be like get a guy who's hired specifically for the tour, you know. And it, um, so I, you know, we're not trying to think about it too much though. But did you have a Slurpee? Yeah, sorry, that that was supposed to be off nice. mic. But I... <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I just could picture it. It's like a purple. Um, Because you're in Wisconsin now. I I am. So you're probably at the Dairy Queen every day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In in Oakland, they didn't have that. You know, they only have Vegan Queen, you know? Yeah. We're we're Um, definitely broadcasting live from the Dairy Queen. Uh, No, (laughs) it's a bit of a culture shock for sure. Uh, I I just kind of nod politely when people talk about how great the Mexican food is at this place or that place. But the rest of it's fantastic. (laughs) Sorry. It's true. Oh, you know what you should check out? There's a place called Chipotle. (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> aces, aces. Well done, blah. Well done. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's got it's, a little bit of a kick to it. Yo, they love to tell you, oh, it's spicy. Oh, I can't it's do so Chipotle. Crazy. Like, honestly, it's like eating carpet, but um, <laughs> uh, anyway. li- li- lime flavored rice carpet. Yeah. So yeah. So that, believe it or not, I'm going to use that as a segue to, uh, you know, you, you guys are relatively fit dudes. What do you do for, for tour eating? Like what, what, when you're, when you're on tour and you, and you guys tour a lot and there's a lot of live shows and things like that. What do you do in situations where maybe you're in places that we can just charitably say, do not have all of the options you would have at a major metropolitan area. Those are the toughest ones. Um, sometimes it'll be like a grocery day or just, you have, like, if you're totally stuck, there's only a Taco Bell or something. There are things you can get that are vegetarian. Yeah. But it's not like it's healthy for you, so it's still, like, defeats the purpose. And all. But honestly, I think just our physical live show will help us stay in shape. And then the off. fact that it's regimented, yeah. And, you know, every day you can, like, we know what places to go with this many years on the road. Sure. That we know what places have, like, a Whole Foods. There's the Milwaukee Whole Foods or... um you know, there's even, there's some places in the Dakotas that you can, that you can go to get a decent place, but you unfortunately do eat a lot of Chipotle or Panera Bread is like a stop. That oh. was ours for years because they have Wi-Fi yep. and, ah, yeah. and coffee. It's kind of everything for everybody. AKA Pantera but, Bread. Yeah, Pantera Bread. <laughs> That's what John Reese always called it. Yeah. Ah, yeah, oh, really? go to Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you guys are like a major label uh, restaurant band. He was like, dude, this is, we tour the Midwest. We we can't go to the San Diego, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not going to know, Pokies the, every day. I mean, come on, right. Reese. Yeah. 
the lettuce hut or whatever it is, you know, which I love that stuff, but I'm just saying like, it's just, it's not a market. People in the Midwest would think that's socialism. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, Oh, this guy's eating lettuce and everything. Socialist, you know? Right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but. yeah, John, John Reese, you guys did that surf record. I listen to that a lot. That's actually a really good, uh, driving record. I think I, I might've mentioned this. Did I mention this show or in person? I feel like I'm repeating I myself. Know. Yeah, my dad always would repeat uh, himself. You, and it yeah, you were at when I do, uh, bottom of the hill. I thought. Yeah, you I was at the bottom the, of the hill show. Yeah, I was yeah. at that one, and um, it was great. I was, and it was uh, the record's awesome. It's a, you know, as advertised. It's a, it's what what it says on the label. You know, it looks like there's there's people surfing and such. You know, and it's and, <laughs> and yeah. you, if I remember correctly, you guys didn't surf, right? Being you know Minneapolis boys. Uh, we all did it on the foam board. And we learned, we all got up. So we were able to get up on the first, like we did it two different days. And, um, but then we later didn't realize that you, you need a wetsuit for the, not to look cool, but you need it for your nipples to not, uh, get ripped against the, um, the like jaded top or whatever. Sure. Yikes. That was the worst. It was, uh, yeah, it was just like, that was the toughest part about surfing. And then also it just, it sucks to be bad at something. You know what I mean? You get out there and you're just like kind of pasty, milky Midwest guys, you know, <laughs> giggling because you're on a surfboard. I don't know. And we're, of course, we're in the kids area because we don't want to get murdered by the, you know, the real surfers. Yeah, yeah. You know? So you like bratty 12-year-olds like being like, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, but even they're like, get out of here, you know? <laughs> like, look, I get it. We don't belong. But what are you amateurs doing? Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you learning? That's the worst, you know? Learning blows. Never learn anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were born on a surfboard. We never learned it. You're lame, you know? Wow, born on a surfboard. That sounds dangerous. Yikes. Uh, yeah. So do you feel like you understand something more intrinsically about surf music after learning to surf? Uh, well, just from hanging with more like hanging with, uh, John, how he's more into the serious classical surf stuff where it's kind of like drag racing. There's a lot more saxophone. Right. Sure. Then you give, then is known the drums are pretty dry. So he would kind of like analyze these things and it's like, oh, that's so true. Cause I think of ventures, I think of like a tunneling sound that right. tremolo picking really tank reverb stuff. And it's not all that. It's pretty just like well-played instrumental professional session musician stuff. Yeah. Um, With lots of horns. So too. Yeah, you're right. That. There is a lot of like, you yeah. listen to early Dick Dale stuff. Like there's a lot of like, you know, there's saxophone blaring all over the damn place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's one thing with John too, is he's not afraid to keep layering guitars or, you know, bring in like a, a doombeck player or whatever. We're, <laughs> you know, us as a blind shake, we're like, Oh, this is kind of what we do. I don't know, you know, who's this saxophone guy? What's this going to be like? And then everything he did that was, I thought, outside of what we would normally do was the best part of the song. So I'm super glad I got to really open my mind um, just to work with him. He's pretty fearless with that, trying stuff. And Yeah, because he kind of came out of the blue to ask you guys to do that, right? I mean, there was something where it, that, it didn't seem like there was, that was like a, a planned years in the making or anything. No, we had played his his bar, I think, one other time he saw us and he saw us in St. Paul actually at the turf club, but he was DJing a friend's party. So we kinda knew him and we get mastered 
by the same guy, uh, Dave Gardner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, our records and stuff. Yeah. So then he just texted me. It was in the middle of the night right after, I think it was right after New Year's. Um, it was actually our Castle Face record had come out. We toured it, and it went went well, but we're like, I don't really know like what's next. I mean, just another album, another American tour. It doesn't seem like we're really, I don't know, that feeling of progress. Sure. Like you're and pushing then, yourself. I was literally thinking about that, you know, about the band when he texted me in the middle of the night. And then he's like, what do you think about surf collaboration? Um, let's, let's Ben Steele. I'm sorry. I always do this impression. Every time I talk like Reese, I <laughs> have to like summon his voice, but that's how it's just how he talks. Only he's cooler. I, I, I like but, it when he gets excited too. And he kind of like ad- almost adopts like sort of fifties radio man a little bit. Like it's a, it's a, yeah. It, he can pull it off. It's something that would be really cheese ball with other people, but he, yeah, it's John Reese is yeah, a cool guy. I guess what I'm trying to so say. I don't know. That he's just, <laughs> yeah. He's very honest. Yep. I think that just comes across, but well, and I, I would imagine yeah, sir. you, you, cause you're gotta be a fan of his, his other bands as well. Right. I mean, like for me, he's like, yeah, he's we probably one of my favorite guitar players of all time. So, are you a Jehu guy or are oh you God, a- like one of my favorite bands of all time? <laughs> yeah, like I actually I opened like one of the episodes when they did the 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 one reunion with the organ, the Spreckles organ, the first the first one. Right. We like drove down for the weekend for that, and, like made a weekend of it. And there's like five thousand other people all being like, "What is this going to be like?" And I did that because like they're really one of my favorite bands of all time, and I never got to see them, and that was interesting because I didn't realize until seeing him play that stuff live, how much stuff I tried to steal from him failed and came up with my own stuff instead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally the case with, with John. You kind of like think of what he's playing and then and then yeah. And that's that's how I try to tab out all of his he sent me the tracks for all the surf songs that he did. Oh yeah. And then I try to tab it out. But it was right after I had a knee surgeries. So I was I was like high on the um knee surgery medication and stuff and so i tabbed it out and handed it out to the guys and i was like here it is man gold you know and they're like these are not anything <laughs> these are not close but <laughs> calling my bandmates and just having them like dude we got to jam or we need to jam you know like are you okay <laughs> you never want to jam you never want a song over two minutes and 30 seconds <laughs> i love you man i just feel like i never say that <laughs> yeah i was up Speaking of Chipotle, we were, you know, I had Dave. I called him out of the blue. I was like, hey, man, I, can you get me Chipotle? He's like, there's nothing close to you or me. We live kind of close together. <laughs> i just gotten off of surgery. I'm standing in the driveway just, like, pissing myself. And then he came, delivered Chipotle. Oh, then, what a guy. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Yeah. Plain Dave, yeah. That's why we can't take his kid away from him and, and hide him, you know, just to have a drummer, you know, be like, your, your kid is in Milwaukee, and then we tour there, and they're now he's in medicine, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, give the kid a saxophone. Maybe, maybe, maybe that'll work. There you go. Hey. So, with and I got to say, with with the blind shake, like uh, I, if you if you recall, dedicated protonic reversal listeners will remember that last year's blind shake record was one of the top records of 2016. And uh, I, I, I felt that uh, it, it was a really good one. And, and yep. it's not that you guys make bad ones necessarily, but I think it was probably my favorite since Seriousness, which is saying a lot because I like that record quite a bit. And Oh, uh, thanks. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. 
was, I was just going to say Woodhouse specifically was like looking back at seriousness and thinking, I think this is more close to you guys live. Let's try something more based on some of the sounds in that. So it's interesting, interesting. you brought that record okay. up. Yeah, so, cause it, and the one I'm talking about, of course, to celebrate your worth, which is uh, it, it's it's uh, it's I mean, song wise, it works, but it definitely. Yeah, it has that kind of propulsive feel. And I think that's something where yeah, and you don't want when you put out and you guys put out a lot of records, you don't want everyone to be a full on senses assault, of course. And, and even then you mm-hmm. always have like, you know, there's, there's always like, you know, one kind of chill song or, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a very good representation of what the blind shake does and one i could easily point people to and be like yeah if you like this you know you can say that you like this band and yeah go see them and get the other records and i I think that's remarkable for an album so i don't want to say late in a career but i mean you guys put out a lot of records like even this year you put out a lot of records but (laughs) like i mean in general (laughs) like how many has it been i don't even know do you know um i think that are like full length if you count the collaborations and stuff is like 13 or 15 full lengths of some kind out there. And then a bunch of um, singles and comps and stuff. And there's a lot of people who, who write about or Facebook message about a certain record. And I'm like, Oh man, I forgot about that. (laughs) And I give them my last copy. I'm like, ah, no, I don't have it either. You know, but I I should type up a list because there's something on online. There's like a discography Mm -hmm. and then, um, I'm like, oh, I think it's missing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but well, then Josh I have to sit down that and one. type it up. You put out that one. Yeah, that it. one, the Frank's Power Plant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, people dig that one. That's cool. I the know part where I threatened to kill Scott Walker, I wish I could have back. <laughs> but oh well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. <laughs> it was, you know, a live show. Yeah. Had to be there. If I ever get... Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, you gave a death threat to yeah. the, the sitting governor. Oh, I had to be there. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I don't know. Hey, man, I'm, 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 with, I'm with you. <laughs> the hell with that guy. Yeah, yeah it's cool that you guys no are one able was to just... it. I'm sorry? Oh, no. I'm... Go ahead. Okay. It's just cool that you guys are able to kind of. Not, not, yeah, you're not really um, focused on, like, okay, this has to be the new record and we've got to do this or that. And it feels like you can take. Even just like within the band, you can kind of say, "Okay, this is going to be this random thing," and and uh, you're able to kind of not, not not I guess stretch out would be what I'm what I'm wanting to say there in terms of what you put out. Yeah, it's something I think we focused on a little with with um, celebrate your worth was just like playing the songs for um, the tape. You know, like what does the recording like versus what would work live or what's like something that people expect. Right. You know, so something like um, Alicante, we did that. We wrote the song as a soundcheck jam while we were in the town Alicante ah, in Spain. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah, so then, but then we kind of developed it and stuff. And then Dave uh, laid down that organ track right. in one take. Nice. So it was just like, it was just a different depth, you know, to really be like, okay, we're not going to have an organ live with a three piece, right. but let's just make this song the best we can um, for, for the record, you know? Yeah, but even I mean, like, even though your songs are like Minutemen length, sometimes I mean, you could still do at this point. You've got so many damn records, you could do like two full sets, never repeat them, and like still not have to worry about playing every song on like the recent record too, which is a good place to be because then you don't you aren't thinking about it in terms of that, and you can just kind of feel free to explore what the hell it is you want to do. Yeah, I think sometimes when you 
I, don't, I never know the right thing. Are you supposed to play the new record? But nobody knows it because in our level, it's not like people, there's a ton of pre-sale. It's usually you go to a town and that's where they buy your record for the right. most part. Right. The biggest distribution of our record is ourselves from touring. So then you're like, well, if we play all these new songs, it would be like, okay, cool. I'm previewing the record, but they wanted to hear some of the, the classic hits or whatever that play they hurricane. like, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 They say it just like that too. <laughs> play it. Like, <laughs> play it. So Do tired it. of everything else. Do it. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we try to mix it up, but it's just to prevent really, because once your own self gets um, bored of something, that shows up to the crowd. Oh, yeah. Right, and right. that, you know, that's, you know, only happened a couple times on stage, but it's always been where I'm like, man, we, you can't have that back. You know what I mean? They'll always have that impression of you that Dan was just kind of whatever. Not having you know. fun on stage with the blind shake. <laughs> yep. But it's nice that you've yep. got that. You've got the uh, you can then you can cycle something else in, and even if it's not a new one, it's maybe something you haven't played for a while. Or... Keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and I like like we play with the OCs a lot, mm-hmm. and then Great they want to keep it fresh. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, just play, just play the. I know you want to do that, and you want to be all, but just for me, just don't be artsy. Just play the song I want you to play. But that's the <laughs> same thing I rebel against. When I'm playing, play right. Hurricane. I'm like, yeah, come on. See, that's the answer. See if you can get them to play it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, play Hurricane. <laughs> you play. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play some solved. of our old hits. Yeah. <laughs> well, just like uh, when Wire went on tour with uh, what, what was it, the uh, X Lion Tamers, and they played all the old Wire stuff before Wire, so people would get it out of their system. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, that's super polite of them to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you just play whatever they want to play. You know, hey, yeah. works out well for everybody. <laughs> you heard three girl, yep. but we're good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're solid. Okay. So <laughs> as far as, because uh, you're playing an acoustic show tonight, right? Is that correct? Yep. So yep. as a dude who predominantly plays a baritone guitar, uh, how, how do you find you know, playing and performing with you know standard scale acoustic? I presume uh, versus um, electrified baritone. Like what, what does that bring out for you? I think what is stressful for me is like I can't I can't really control the song as much. Like if something is not sounding right or whatever, like with the baritone, it's kind of like the bass, so you can bring this groove back down or really like. I don't know. I feel like you can control where the song is going, yeah. but then with the guitar, you know, or if it's not sounding good and then you got to sing over that, you're just like, I hate this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, with this, this, <laughs> right. this project is, it's kind of loud. I play through my 215, 300 watt amp and oh, I'm playing man. a Telecaster and uh, Christy is playing the acoustic tonight. And then, um, and she plays a kick drum. Okay. So I'm not doing the shadow and the cracks thing. Um, well, you're playing everything. You got like a, a little bit. One man band. You're like clapping your knees together, like <laughs> yeah, accordion between my knees and <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> um, no, so this is and these are like songs. They're kind of they sound kind of country. Some of them, some of them. The lyrics are pretty dark. Just you know, just why not just write about all the worst parts of your life and then like put it in a set and then present it to 
friends and family. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm doing this. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I don't want to go now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so was 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 it was it the, the was the idea first that it was going to be acoustic? Or was that that you had these songs and then thought like the acoustic would be the best way to present them? Yeah, I think that's yeah. I just like I was writing them on um, an acoustic, or sometimes it was like an acoustic with my organ pedal split between. Oh, right. It's like an organ kind of in the background and then an acoustic kind of like really clear up front. So it's kind of like a little bit more depth. But as far as just like if I played around a campfire with no microphone, I don't feel like I can sing without a microphone to work the microphone a certain way. Yeah, I can't just like, let me entertain these campers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. You yeah. know, I would just be super scared and I would be like, I'd hate it. And then I would, you know, start making s'mores for everybody so they'd stop thinking about me playing. It's like, God damn it, just eat a s'more, you know? So I can handle this. I got marshmallows. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah, look, just eat the chocolate and shut up about the acoustic. I'm not going to play whatever. Whip into some Bob Seeger, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeger sound system. So, yeah, these songs are like, yeah, it's, it's still pretty. You could tell it's a blind shake guy trying to. What I, it's more like trying to be a complete human because okay. as a man, so often you get two emotions. You get, it's like a De Niro and Midnight Run. You get silence and rage. You know, that those are your two like emotions that we, we have as males. Like we're deconstructed mm. as people from a young age. Like, hey, don't be weak. Don't be a pussy. Don't cry. Don't, you know, it's a lot of don't. Yeah. You know, and of course women have their own socialization thing, which of course is, is even more in depth and uh, more drastically sucky. Yeah. But but it is sometimes a, an overlooked thing. It's like, oh, do you notice how men are the oppressors in almost every world? Why? What is wrong with them? What self hatred things do they have? And I think that's what it is. We're not, we don't feel that we can be complete people. So that's why this acoustic project is something I don't want to do. But that's why I know that it's the right thing. Okay. I have to like explore that part of my humanity or I'm just going to be a cartoon of, of an angry, intense all the time guy. And that's just not how I always feel. Right. Right. So that's kind of, you know, I think that's what, you know, for me, it was just, I think you tour enough in the blind shake and you, you could believe your own 20 minute stage performance and be like, okay, I'm going to really going to go bust into the grocery store and pick out watermelons like that intensely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, sometimes you just got to say, no, man, I, I watch Netflix as much as the next guy, you know, let's, let's um, not that the songs are about that per se, but you know, can I suggest that as, as the, uh, maybe the album title for like the upcoming Blaha live record? I watch Netflix as much as there we go. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the, the impetus for all these songs. No, I, <laughs> They're really more uh, streaming media content oriented, one would say. Yep. Yep. So, it, it, and it kind of seems like, it, and with you doing your thing with this and then Jim doing the Jim the French Vanilla stuff, it almost seems like it's a way for you guys to explore these options and this space while also kind of giving each other space so that when you come back to do Blind Shake stuff um, or Shadow in the Crack as, as well, it, it's fresh and you are kind of enjoying what each other do instead of being, you know, you're first of all, your brothers. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah you've been playing together for a long time too. And, and I'm sure, 
you know, with any band relationship, you get to the point that let you like, the nice thing is you get that telepathy where you can expect what the other person's going to do. But sometimes you can get that telepathy and expect what the other person's going to do. And that's a, that's a double edged sword. And, uh, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think that's what, I think you're right because musically that is the best part of, of us. It's like, cause when I do the Baja band and, and these guys are great musicians, but then I'm like, Oh, they're not reading my mind. Um, you know, text Jim like, yeah, people are weird. They don't read my mind. I don't know what's going on. You know, <laughs> um, because usually we know, my mind. you know, it's way easier. <laughs> the only time Jim does not read my mind is when, when there's a technical difficulty thing with his pedals. I'm trying to communicate that to him. I'm like, it's your third pedal. The jack is loose, you know, and then, <laughs> then he'll just like play super wild or whatever. Or, like, He's like, I know, it kicks ass, right? Ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's usually our band drama is, is me mad at him for not reading my mind about some technical issue I'm trying to solve for him. Right. But, but I think, yeah, it is healthier to like separate and see if we can, because what happens though is we do, and then we end up writing pretty similar songs on our own huh. to what the other guy, you know, would have done so i think even more separation to try to explore more and then hopefully you know down the road come back and and have this crazy realization and then write the true album of all time that everyone just fills up our pockets with money for it because <laughs> they have to have it you know one one can dare we um, dare to dream one one can uh one can yeah have. we want them to buy a shirt that just says, I need to buy that album. And it's the arrow pointing to our album. And I'm like, well, that, that important of an album, you know? Yeah. Um, I like that. That's I don't know. Good. That's, that's my that, little that, dream. That's no. a solid plan, actually. Right. <laughs> Full heart. Or not. Full. It's kind of, yeah. But that's one thing about the, the Blaha band. It's like, I'm going to do some tape release stuff and just release songs kind of whenever. Yeah. There's no pressure. I don't want any overhead. I don't want to owe anybody money i don't want any sort of you know i just want to make music and if people like it that's cool if they don't like it um then they shouldn't listen to it just stop buying it and stop <laughs> listening to it you know right immediately you know yeah. but but okay, there's so, but with the blind shake i would like them to still listen to it even if they don't like it because they put too much pressure on the band you know <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah okay but so, so the so the blaha stuff is you're just doing that 100 percent on your own uh yep Yep, that's that's me. But then I, when we tour, um, but now it's a full band. Um, Allison Gunderson, um, Noah Pastor on drums. Allison Gunderson plays bass. Okay. Um, Noah Pastor plays drums, and um, Dylan from uh, he's a drummer of France Camp. I don't know if you've played with that band ever, but he's a great guitar player, and he's the he's like the um, the lead guitar guy in in the band. And he can remember his solos. I do a solo like on the record. I'm like, oh, it's cool. And then I could never do it again. So he's the guy that will figure that out and like do it again or improve it or something. Right. He's um, got it on lockdown. D- Dylan Rosen. I didn't say his last name, I think. I don't know why. But he's not, he's not ashamed of his last name. But, <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to get that going. We're actually coming to Milwaukee, I think, in October. Because oh. we're playing Madison October 14th. All right. So we might just do a Milwaukee show. Um, anyway, so hopefully you guys can. I, I would. I would like very much get your bands going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> 
Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Although, this is actually just a really long uh, way for me to ask for a show. So um, yeah, I was gonna say that's that, that's <laughs> that's the weirdest uh, <laughs> show booking ask I've ever had. It's didn't yeah. expect to be on the yeah. air, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, put you put you on the spot. I need to know now. Yeah, uh, and um, I need to know uh, before I hang yeah. up for this interview, or Let's, this interview is over. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get off my make some calls, and we'll see. Yep. All right, I guess Josh is host the show for <laughs> yeah. a bit, and I'll, uh, I'll get my people in the line. Oh, just let me call out the Stamps.com is going to pull their, uh, their sponsorship. <laughs> Isn't that every, every podcast? It's stamps.com, you know? <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I do feel like you guys, you've probably got an open door at Acme anytime you want it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, well, let's. uh, I hope they don't just shut it down just for my personal stuff. Like, you know, (laughs) like no. I hear you know Jim pretty well. Can you get him in here? You know. Um, No, if you could get Jim with a French vanilla, that'd just be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, oh, do you know I played the uh, the drums and some bass on that? They'd be like, oh yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Is there anybody else? Yeah, (laughs) we can get him, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah, so with the Jim of the French Vanilla stuff, that's that's a hilarious segue into that. That, <laughs> that I mean, it, it is kind of still a, a bit of a collaborative venture, but it's I mean that's Jim's ship to sail, sort yeah, of right. For sure. I mean, he writes all the songs, and then it's just more like there's songs that they need like a a drummer and guitar player to play at the same time. Mm, right. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be the same type of drumming to just like click track or something. So that's kind of how that starts. And then some of these, he's like, oh, try, try playing the bass on this or the baritone. And then other ones, he already has a part lined up. Um, the most recent thing we did, um, he, he bought a bass and then played bass on everything. So he kind of came in with bass lines, you know, and then I played the drums and recorded it. Um, but I think it's, a, it's the same similar thing like with mine where it's like, you know, he wants to try some things vocally that you don't normally try in the blind shake. Absolutely. Different styles of songs. But he still has his weird tunings. They're just different weird tunings. <laughs> um, right. So, that again, you can tell the guy from the blind shake, but... Yeah, it's... You know. Oh, yeah. It's like buying a new cuddle. It's like buying a song, you know? Yeah, I, I had a thing where I was going to do that. I was going to do a different tuning for every record for a while. I, I, like, this last time, I was like, nope. <laughs> To hell with that. That's a terrible idea if I ever want to play these live. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb. Yeah, it is. A, there's a lot of Blind Shake songs we don't play because of that reason. Yeah, exactly. It's not because, you know, well, like Hurricane is in a specific tuning that is not, um, um, it's not in any other song that's in the set. So it's like, play Hurricane. It's like, ah. Give us you two bring minutes. a third guitar? You know what I mean? Yeah. We could play three songs while we tune for it, or we could play that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And if you you know, if you get to be that yeah. kind of that kind of thing where you don't have that guitar or that particular equipment at the show, like, well, either that song doesn't sound right or you do, you just don't play it. You've got other songs you can do. Yeah. So shifting in guitar world yeah. for a moment, what tuning is that, Mike? Oh, I don't know. Got to ask Jim. Have to have him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, have... is he available? Can you get him for us? <laughs> <laughs> if we don't live together. Um, oh, damn it. Yeah, give him a I, we'll I think live. people picture that, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. We live in like this kind of one-room cabin, you know, with, with like some really weird art everywhere, and you know, and like it's all these cool pedals that you just have to like step over in order to get somewhere. <laughs> 
We just roll tape, and no, it's not like that. It, it was characterized I mean, like every year. Um, yeah, it was characterized. We just bought a house that it was just like a big room that just had like amps and drums and such, and then there were boxes that you guys went into when you weren't playing. <laughs> like, yeah, and the like person hot. who said it's like I know that's not true, but I want it to be true really bad. <laughs> and it's like I don't. Yeah, think that's the true. truth is, it's it's pretty luxurious. We're always, um, you know. Every time Jim shows up, the rehearsal spot, it's a new car, some kind, <laughs> some gas guzzler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just like a, it just looks like a couple of guys that are too old to be working the other jobs that they have. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. Fair enough. That's the romance of it. Well, so. Yeah. Having known you guys and and you know loved your music from before the you know the Castle Face Association and like the the sort of inauguration into the world of, of the OCs and, and bands along those lines, it was interesting to me that it seems like that jump happened. And uh, I mean, you guys didn't really change what you did necessarily. You guys were still you. It's just that oh, these this whole new audience of people kind of. Hey, this is cool. This is this is something that that I like. Which which is, I guess I was so delighted by it because it seems like it happens so infrequently <laughs> with, with bands I love. That <laughs> yeah, they sometimes will change for the thing. But we we knew like with Dwyer, he he saw us live and said, "I want to put out your records." And and he doesn't. He's such a music lover that he would never care that we you know he'd be like, "Dude, you got to get more vocal effects like my." If anything, there's too many bands that come into his label Ugh. and then they want to rip him off. It's yeah. Like, they want to be the OCs junior. No sense. Yep. Yeah. And you know, there's a band that, you know, is like a total OCs rip off band. that's like super blown up right now, but I'm going to name names, <laughs> but, um, but, um, but you know, yes, yeah, so we just did our thing and then, and he, and he just liked it, put it out. And I think, uh, people who go to the OCs concerts, they like other music too, you know, you yeah, think about a lot of um um go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I mean with with the, with the live performance too. It's a powerful live show which goes a long way and that's something that, you know, your two bands share is that it's both like a really it's not the same kind of live show necessarily, but it's both something that kind of like makes sure that you're in the moment while you're there, which is, is I think that holds true no matter what the musicality of it necessarily is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is the present tense completely committed and believing in what you're doing it is life or death like that thing is interesting to watch no matter what style of music you know you can see it i've seen it like working the door at the turf club uh, an acoustic guy and i'm just like man he you know i don't know how many children i let into the bar that night because it was like so um he just pulled me in couldn't take my eyes off it because he's right. so like um you know so into it but well- and that's, uh, I mean, and that's, you know, for me, that's something that I look for, for something to kind of like take you out of like the petty, mediocre miseries of everyday life and transcend into, uh, you know, a different space. I mean, sounds okay. <laughs> yeah. And again, going back to what this all really about is Netflix. Is, no, um, <laughs> it, it's like you do want to like, yeah, you want to be taken somewhere else, you know? And then sometimes you don't want to know where that somewhere else is. And that's kind of like a new song. And sometimes you do want to know what that somewhere else is, like a safe place. Like I, like I just watched reruns of The Office or Breaking Bad or something that like I know the show. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and you just want to take, I want to be taken away from my life, but I actually want to know where I'm going. And other times you want the danger of the new, the newness, you yeah, know, the new adventure. And yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's, that's a good attitude, I think, especially, you know, it's it's interesting when you have these, like, generational gaps in music and that you can kind of come at things from a completely different place, but kind of arrive at the same destination or <laughs> similar destination, especially when, yeah. you know, you're talking about, you know, doing it for the love of it and, and, and you know, touring and, and making records and things along those lines. Uh, and... You know, and for I, I'm trying so hard not to do a kids today <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. But, you know, there's more than just like, hey, I got a video on YouTube and 500 people watched it. You know, it, being that there, there's more to that, that you can transcend an experience and create a unique artifact that exists in a in a mm-hmm. in a place for a short time. And it's vital. Well, all that I know for sure is like the kids these days. They're younger than the kids from before. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> Every year, it's like, man, the kids these days—they're not—they're not my age. That's, yeah, it's the only thing. But I think it's—it's it's like a—we might not see the the current scene of like stuff that that we would be in our scene because our scene we we started. You know, I'm talking about all three of our bands in this in this uh mm-hmm. conference call yeah but so we've all kind of like made enough of a name of us for ourselves that the the newest band well think of when we started out you know nobody gave a shit oh yeah about who we were so it's the band that you might not notice because you don't know where to look yet that right. they're the band that is killing it and we won't know them until we're in our 50s and they're hosting their show and they've done all the things that we've done and so that's i think that's how we get missed so we notice the shit that's handed to us sure. through yeah. the social media stuff that they're really good at promoting. And something about really being great at promoting yourself seems to take away from the music. It seems to suck more, except for maybe in hip-hop. But I notice in, in kind of this genre of music, like the more they're kind of in your face about it, the more people recoil from it. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's... I you mean, know? nobody likes to have things pushed at them. But I, I think to the... To your point, I, I believe that's completely true because there's things. I mean, there's new bands I find, you know, every week that that I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. I can't believe I didn't find out about this sooner. Yeah. But uh, of course, I'm a little different for my, most folks my age because I am looking. Yeah, true. Which true. <laughs> is relatively typical, and that's one of the purposes of the show is kind of expose people to that kind of stuff whenever possible. But you know, there's always more out there, and again, yeah, just because. I think that there's this idea that if you don't know something, that it's automatically not relevant or not vital. And that's, I think that's, I kind of feel the other way around. Like there's always a new opportunity to get blown away. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I guess that's one of the reasons why, like when I go out to shows and stuff, I end up hanging out with people a lot younger than me because <laughs> everyone my age is a bunch of jaded assholes. <laughs> I, I, I knew what you're saying. Just from having, uh, my my Blaha band mates are a lot younger, and so things that I take for granted, they're more excited about. You know, if if they're like, "Hey, we got a show in Iowa," I'd be like, "Oh man, sorry to hear that." Or what are you? And I'm like, "Wait, what are we saying? Are we excited or what are you? What are we saying here?" 
And you're saying that, okay, that's cool. Okay, great. Oh, congrats. Yeah, they're so excited like, about Iowa, it. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, and you're like, ugh, all right. I hate it. It's a whole lot of nothing to look yeah. at, and then we're, we're there, and they'll be fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just always, you know, and there's, there's good bands that do come from there, but I think that's because it is a safe place to develop. But at the same time, it's like when you're on, the, on a tour, it's just not one of those states that you mark and go and are super pumped about. Oh, but yeah, speaking but yeah, of, as someone yeah, born I, in Iowa, I completely agree. There you go. That's why you had to move to Milwaukee and yeah. <laughs> start the band there. Well, I will <laughs> say that one of the songs on, on, the, on the, the Art of Not, Art of Not by uh, Blaha that uh, you heard earlier tonight, tonight's Partronic Reversal, <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually reminded me quite a bit in a favorable way of Poison Control Center uh, who from, from Ames, Iowa, who... Mm-hmm. I think might be the only band from Iowa that I really love uh, that I can think of. <laughs> Sorry, other bands, but nice. <laughs> They're out there. One. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's, that's a huge compliment. Um, by yeah, the way. I love you that know, and of course, tomorrow there's going to be some Iowa band that writes in. Oh, I know. Or, it's... or maybe somebody else shows, and then there's amazing, and I want to redo the podcast, but I'm just saying like, as a, <laughs> is it, it's more going back to the youth part of it, of like things that I take for granted. Uh, younger people, they, they don't have, yeah, their, their minds are still open. So it teaches me to say, Hey, you know, have an open mind. And even if there's something of, of a young band that I'm like, oh, I'm not into this, so it's not polished, but you can see that energy, yeah. that hunger ready to take out um, whatever band they're playing with. They're like, just super pumped up. That's the part that inspires me. It's like, yeah, you have to do that in any job. You know, you want to be like hungry. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you don't want to be phony and in. If you're not man. hungry, you're starving. Oh, hey, hey. That's like a U of M football thing. Right? Oh, is it? I, I, I was going to say, I can imagine but. the book cover with that emblazoned upon it, and it has a picture of you looking very stern with your arms crossed on it, like very trainer style. <laughs> in a coach's polo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with, with a whistle. whistle. <laughs> yep, for sure. <laughs> the trophies in the background, you know. Yeah, just like looking very austere. Yeah, so the blah hallway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that's something that um, you know we we talked a little bit about you know uh, dining on tour and stuff like that. But I know you you guys you got a very energetic set, and that and it's part of what makes the blind shake so special and interesting. Is that like you know the second you know, stuff starts going like it's, it's kind of like uh, somebody hits the starting pistol and like the sprint, you guys, you guys are, you know, running your, your, uh, your, your sprint, so to speak. And, uh, that's something that I kind of find to be relatively rare. Uh, is that something where, I mean, was that, was that like an idea with the band or that just naturally develop? Like what, what, <laughs> like, how did you, I think it, how did you come to that? I it's, guess? it's, uh, I, I, we trace it back to, because we, uh, the original days, we didn't even have a show. But when we first decided we were actually going to be called the Blind Shake, Jim thought of the name. I went to the Mall of America and got three, uh, like, muscle shirts and had the Blind Shake. I drew this, like, woman with, with no eyes, you know, like, then the incurse of the Blind Shake. Yeah. And we wore those to practice. We would practice. We would smash our gear in practice. We didn't play shows or anything. It was just, like, to be, like, kind of pretending we were playing a show if you sounds sounds uh, it sounds equal as lame as it actually was but <laughs> so it's accurate but but 
um, yeah, we would do that, and then we would tour because we couldn't get a show in Minneapolis, so we would tour as like this. Yeah, we're a band from Minneapolis. We play like Peoria, Illinois, or something, and and then we, you know, and it was back in the days of booking with phone calls. Oh, yeah. So I'd call the people and oh, yeah. tell them what they wanted to hear, well. and then just get yeah. the show. But will yeah, it play then, in Peoria? <laughs> yeah, and then we'd be like, "Oh, you guys replacing us?" Oh, yeah. I mean, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are too. You know. Oh, you guys more who's do? Uh, what are you? Who's do? Yeah, well, yeah, totally. Yeah, we totally sound like that. But Whatever you like is what we sound like. You yes. know, well, if yeah, if you like Minneapolis, or if you don't, you're gonna love us. You know, <laughs> that was kind of our booking. But then we would play these places, um, and you're kind of like, you have to win over the six, seven people that are there to just yep. keep them in the room. Yeah. So you don't want to hang yourself. You know, like how depressing it is to be on the road and like nothing's really happening. So then that just was part of our thing. Then we get a chance to play in Minneapolis and for like a packed show as we got better and better. And it was like, there's no way we're taking our foot off the gas. You know, we finally got, got them all lined up. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then I think that's just, uh, it's just more fun to play that way too. I think more endorphins probably kick in. You're exercising and singing and doing music, doing, you know. For sure. It would be even better if it was like ice cream sandwiches too, like in between <laughs> tuning breaks and just maximize everything, you know? Oh, but, yeah. Uh, maybe there's always next know. year. There's always next tour. <laughs> yep. Bring, bring a microwave the thing on about stage the acoustic project is I can, yeah, I can eat while I'm playing, you know? It's kind of that country <laughs> vibe, like, you know? <laughs> Anyways. So speaking of which, I should probably go load into the show soon. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I know you, you got a show uh, coming up really quick, and we, we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. It's been a long time coming. We've actually talked about having you on the show for a long time. I, I can't remember how long it's been, but like I said, it's it's been a while. So it's it's nice. Yeah, to I'm have glad you. glad we could talk for sure. It's been great, man. And your show has always got such great um, people on it, so I'm honored to be um, a part of it. So thanks for hunt me down after well, all this time you know we're, we're honored to have you you're you, you guys are seriously one of my favorite bands going and that i'm just gonna include the whole blind shake mothership uh parliament funkadelic style yeah <laughs> all <Nice>. associated <laughs> projects with that <laughs> well great guys uh yeah thanks for taking the time for sure have a great show and uh yeah it's uh I guess uh, you have any closing closing words of, of wisdom or messages of, of peace and u- unity? <laughs> I have zero to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you guys do the wrap-up segue. These are pros. All right. Fair enough. Uh, appreciate it, man. Right, great talking to you guys. Though. All right. Good talking to you, Mike. Right. Thanks so much. All right. Later. Bye. Bye. There he goes. Mike Blaha, he's off to play a show. I think I think the last time we had a uh, a guest on Protonic Virtual had to play a show was Josh from Shiner, and he was actually getting um, he was getting faded by his bandmates and getting the stink eye because he was talking to us for too long, which was <laughs> awesome. I felt was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt 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 that was a, that was a you know yeah, I felt okay about that. I mean, it's, you know, it was it was, it was a good talk. Oh sure. Uh, let's play. Oh, well, fuck. I think at this point we have to play Hurricane, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why not? Why, and why wouldn't we? Let's puzzle out that tuning together. This, this is yeah. All right, everybody, get your tuning forks out. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> 
that is off of the much vaunted Celebrate Your Worth, which was on the Proton Controversial Top 10 Records of 2016 from last year. And before that, we had a Play Hurricane! Play Hurricane! We had Hurricane <laughs> by the Blind Shake off of the record seriousness. We made him done do it. I mean, you can't, you can't reference it that many times in an episode and not play <laughs> no. the song. That would, that would be absurd. A fine song it is. A fine, so, a fine, fine song it is. Fine time. Hey, laddie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so hey, that was uh, that was Mike Blaha. What a great guy. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate, uh, you know, just talking about how, yeah, you. Uh, I think we're definitely uh, people, and I feel like probably a lot of people that listen to the show as well are people that uh, like to keep their ears open and look for new things. And, uh, you know, that's if it's the kids these days are making the new music, that's where you got to go. And send it over to Radio Nope. Yes. And specifically to Tuna Can Jones, so someone will listen to it. And then I will listen to it later. Because <laughs> I'm very good about listening things, but I, I listen to things in my own time, which is to say, not in a timely manner. That's fair. But you are still searching. You always have the search. I don't... Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't... Um, yeah. We should like let people submit music to the station in a more easy manner of some kind. That'd be a good idea. Hmm. Yeah, just encourage hmm. people to send send it into a to a to an email account or something like that. Exactly. Sure. As, long, as long as someone else sifts through it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Just not me. <laughs> as long as it's someone that's not me. Yeah. No offense, people of the world making the music. I love you all, but I only have so much time. Yeah. <laughs> So hey, we already plugged our stuff at the beginning, so luckily we got that out of the way. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, what else has been going on with you there? Well, you got um, you played. Did we talk about this on air? Did we work with the zebra stuff at all? I think we I, said I think it was coming up, but I don't think we talked about it too oof, much about what it was. All. I don't. I don't remember what happened this afternoon. <laughs> I remember being tired this afternoon. <laughs> Very tired. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It turns out I was tired. Hey, who knew? Um, but yeah, zebras uh, was a band from uh, Madison that existed. Uh, well before we knew about them, but uh, we got to know them from playing shows and things like that. And mm-hmm. it's very uh, angular and keyboard-based, and uh, I mean, like, bass parts are played on keyboard, that right, kind of right. keyboard bass, and uh, sharing some some uh, certain uh, 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 influences and kind of just a general attitude of weirdness and fun. Um, and at, cer- at a certain point, uh, they needed a drummer, and they right. recruited recruited DJ... Uh, of the of the if I had high fives to uh, to step into that position at the same time uh, they asked me if I wanted to play and I was they do have the early on they had bass uh, on some of their records it was like oh, you didn't want me to play bass and instead I ended up kind of cobbling together this uh, noise making kind of mad scientist uh, yeah I didn't ever see this live but I, I I did notice that it was like oh wow that's totally um like Wakeman-esque sort of sort of uh, <laughs> station. <laughs> well, it's all yeah, it's all uh, it's uh, it's a keyboard and a With, theremin without any Rick Wakeman style of music being played no, on it. God, but no. uh, definitely, you you had a uh, noise station. I don't know what, Kinda, how would how would you call this? How yeah, would you kind of this kind of an amalgamation mm-hmm. of uh, different uh, you know uh, tone generators. Uh, yeah, I've got the keyboard, the uh, theremin. I have a little stylophone, which is a very small keyboard yeah, it plays it was, just a monophonic um, uh space oddity is is where everybody knows that sound from uh i don't have the chain drop sound effect nearby but uh yeah buzz was showing me one of those in the, in the studio oh yeah 
And uh, I was like, oh, how cool. That's the thing from the, that's the, that's the stuff. And then I was, yeah. I showed him a thingamagoop. Thingamagoop? The thingamagoop. What's thingamagoop? I, well, I, could, I could show you, which makes for great radio. <laughs> uh, it's a very cute robot that is also a light activated oscillator. Oh, okay. So it, it there's actually, uh, there's a few people that use them in different, in different bands. Okay. Um, the beginning of Chair of Antlers is a oh that's that's Thingamagoop yes and I think that's, it's in the end too right now. okay um but yeah so I take this weird take. weird synth that is looks like a cute robot basically yeah yeah this uh, podcast supported by Bleep Labs and Thingamagoop <laughs> yeah, sorry go ahead continue uh, yeah but so I take those take those uh, various uh, tone generators and also a microphone too uh-huh. and uh, run them all through a mixer into a chaos pad for fun effect antics. K A O S uh, chaos, right? K O S S K O S S. Okay. K O K K. That chaos is Maxwell Smart. That's right. Uh, yeah, yes, it is. Which is a different thing. Yes, it is. And entirely. also the uh, the uh, Olympia Washington radio station. Oh, as I true. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that kind of became my role was just to uh, generate uh, textures and things that weren't necessarily melodic. Although there are a few songs where I definitely am uh, matching with uh, Lacey on the on the bass parts. Just to kind of thicken them up, but uh, and, and they kind of did a thing where it was um, sort of like a celebration of the entire the entire pantheon of the work of zebras, correct? Including the more recent stuff and like kind of earlier stuff. Uh, that was kind of that was seeming like it was going to be the intention, but as it worked out, uh, <laughs> it was so just us playing all the old songs we knew again. Okay, well, which was fine. That's, that's um, great. And it was kind of the funny thing where we had been talking for a long time about because they had we played together for about a year and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, which was about six years ago at this point. And then they started working with uh, Shane, uh, the drummer from Call Me Lightning, owner right. of Hal Street Studios. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, of Hal Street, yeah. Yes, and uh, went in a more... This episode was sponsored by Hal Street. <laughs> Hal Street, hey. Hey, uh, Hal Street. <laughs> He'll record your ass. Make your damn records there. Uh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the invoice is in the mail, Shane. Hey. Um, but he, he uh, definitely took them in a heavier... And that was their intention too. Yeah, like, like, they, a, like to get at like less weird, more heavy, right? Sort of thing, and uh, that's what they were doing for a while. And so they decided to call that off and do one more, one more final set. And uh, that is apparently, from what we understand, the last of zebras, uh, unless they decide to do something again. Unless it isn't, <laughs> they may they may dun, arise. Dun dun. <laughs> No, that, was, nope. that was muted. Oh. Nope. Don't. <laughs> they may arise again in some form. No one can say. All right. So that's. It seems like that was that was a, probably a good time, right? It was very fun. Yeah. yeah it was. Uh, we we played with uh, this wonderful band called Forsake It to the Snakes, which was wow. They'd been around. It's a hell of a name. It is. Uh, and they had been around kind of at the same time as us, and we never ran across them, which is huh. very odd because odd, yeah. Hi-Fi should have been playing with them. It's, it's, it's kind of, they sounded like like the first Les Savvy Fav record, but more uh, angular mm, and with weirder okay. chords. Sure. It's like, how are we not? How did we not cross paths? Like that was really yeah kind of confusing. And uh, the Hussy, wonderful Madison band, the Hussy. Oh yeah, of course. Um, played a set of a bunch of their earlier songs, songs they hadn't played for years. Okay. And that was wonderful, and it was just a it was just a damn good time. 
Um, yeah, and there were a good amount of people there. And uh, very good. Hadn't played at the uh, was at the High Noon Saloon in Madison, which is a I love the High Noon, wonderful venue. And uh, we hadn't played there in a while, so it was always it was nice to play there. I think Zebras. Last time we played there with Zebras, we opened for Deerhoof. Oh, okay. Which was a hell of a show too. Bay Area favorites and heroes. Oh and, yes. Um, great band. Friend of the podcast. Friend, friend of the podcast. I know. <laughs> I should have. I was gonna say, I, I should have had them on. Yeah, I, I could still. Oh, you can. Sure. I know them from way back when. Yeah, <laughs> old buddies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like they, they were always great, but to see them be like recognized as great and then see like the worship that now comes with that, it's like, oh whoa, I still kind of know them as okay. Yeah. That's cool. They're worthy of all this attention, and Absolutely. they make great music. <laughs> but it's still a little surreal to think of them on tour opening for the uh, the cheap apps. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Like, that's odd. It's, it's why it's, <laughs> it's weird, it's wild stuff. Odd, wacky, wild stuff. <laughs> Ed. So let's see. Cool. So that that's going on. Then you got this uh, the, the 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 show coming up with conformists and uh, fake limbs, which may or may not play every complete rage against the machine. So did we talk about that? <laughs> I don't. I don't think we talked think about we any did. of this stuff. Uh, that was on the Friday night at the barbecue um, at the, the uh, barbecue in Milwaukee, the yep. uh, 2017 uh, unaffixed PRF barbecue. As opposed to the PRF Barbecue West, the PRF Barbecue Louisville, oh. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I just called the PRF Barbecue Mothership, and that, that works out fine. I'm yes. in a Mothership kind of mood, I guess. That's fair. Uh, but yes, they... Um, Un- unaffixed sound... I don't know. That that sounds like... I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Fine. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, what but, a show. Okay. Oh, boy. But yeah, we had uh, we had three different venues, and the Friday Night Venue, which is the one that Fake Limbs played, was Bounce Milwaukee, which is yep. a, uh, a complex of bounce houses and uh, a rock climbing wall and laser tag and all sorts of fun for the whole family, except at 9 o'clock, all the kids have to leave, but the adults get to stay and drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you so know had, what that means, folks. Oh, yes. Uh, that, we had, that means debauchery. <laughs> can't tell by my tone of voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember when we all got married? That was crazy. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, it was, was unexpected. Uh, <laughs> damn. I'm always the last to know these things. I know. I know. Um, but, yeah, so we had two two different stages set up, and one of them was in the laser tag room. It sure was. And, the, yeah, uh, there was there's a there's an iron... Uh, balcony, like an iron grate balcony sure upstairs, was. and that is where <laughs> we, uh, mostly you, <laughs> but, you know, uh, we uh, set up, we set up two stages in that place, which is ridiculous. Nervous curtains, cell phones, fake limbs. Uh, uh, work out heavy hand. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, fake limbs were going on uh, last, uh, were, they, were they last or second to last? I think. Well, are you counting the karaoke underground or no? No, I'm not. Then I still don't know. Okay. I, 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 I think they were the last band. I th- okay. And then it was karaoke underground afterwards, if I remember right. But I, I don't know. My, my, yeah, my that sounds been, right. That does sound right. My timeline might be messed up, but they were uh, certainly the last band in the laser tag room, and uh, without a word to any of us, without any sort of indication. No, although Brian Gleason did borrow my amp head, which I was, he was yes. the first person I actually lent it to, and it sounded great. It did. But what what did they do, Josh? They played an entire set of Rage Against the Machine songs. <laughs> note for note. <laughs> note for note. Somewhat 
uh, defiantly, almost angrily. Yeah, like like definitely. <laughs> like there was a lot of stage. There was some pa- attitude. Yeah, for was, sure. There was stage powder along the line. If you think I'm enjoying this, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a commitment to the joke. It was it was it was sort of a kidding on the square shtick, I suppose. I, I don't suppose. know. I, 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 I'm I'm not entirely certain what it was I saw, but I appreciated the commitment to the. It was it was a unique and wonderful thing to the almost mentally challenged concept, nonetheless. <laughs> is that is that a more appropriate way of saying that? I think so. I, something like that. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh boy. What what I would, would love to, would would love to have Stephen Sally of of Cold Storage fame of Radio No to uh, explain that perhaps, but I don't know. Maybe I, it's better without explanation. No, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't feel like they're so inclined to actually explain it yeah, anyway. It's fine. Let's let it be. It's but fine. it was a thing that happened. And we're glad to tell you about it, and it may or may not ever happen again. It might happen on Saturday, although I'm kind of hoping it doesn't. What if the conformist did it? <laughs> <laughs> Which would totally be a conformist thing. Oh, that would thing. so make sense. <laughs> I would, I would, lo- I would lose my, I would lose my mind if they if they did that. Oh. And I would also like, I, w- I would copy out that section of the podcast and like post it as a clip for sure. Yes. Oh man. You heard wow. it here first, perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we talked much, uh, if people don't know about the conformists, they are uh, a very odd, very odd band yeah. that, I, that I dearly love. They're great. They're but wonderful. They're, 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 they're high con- concept as a resting state. Yeah. That's probably how I'd characterize yes. it. Yeah, from the, from, the, from the smallest things of, oh, this song is in, what, 17-8? So it just sounds like there's a skip. Yeah. Every time the song goes around to between song banter to like kind of like meta commentary on between song banter to, to playing every the first three songs of their set whisper quiet <laughs> so you can barely hear them. So then the crowd noise is louder. Yeah. Yes. Until they play the cover, the Black Sabbath cover, yep. uh, Hand of Doom, and then when it kicks in. Then all the volume goes up. Long, long into the set. (laughs) An enviable, an completely enviable commitment to the shtick. That uh, and and they're they're so dedicated to it. Pathologically dedicated. Precise is the word I would use. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because and this is this 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 comes to mind because at the uh, at these barbecues, uh, Conan's innovation was to have. A thirty-minute timer on stage, so that everybody knows how long they have on in their set. You know, whatever the time is, and they ended their set being respectful of everyone else's time and making sure that exactly know, it's runs smoothly. Yes, and everybody's respectful of that, at least for the most part. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, there have been things like, "Hey, uh, at our, at and, our, if not respectful, at least compliant." Go ahead. Yes, uh, but like at our Louisville show. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, uh, Erica from Motherfucker was holding up the holding up right. the, the counter so we could turn off our amps at the exact right time with the yep, feedback yep. and like stuff like that, antics like that kind of thing. The conformists, without looking, ended their set exactly <laughs> off, at thirty minutes. Off, off the dot, yeah. Without, without looking, looking. They, did, they just did it. It's <laughs> terrifyingly precise. It's, uh, oh god! And and six minutes of that set was just. Feedback, yeah, slowly manipulated feedback. It's how did the, were they counting in their heads the whole time? Who knows? How There's, do it do? How do it do? I, I, I have no idea. 
have no idea at that's, all. That's the conformists to me. What? I love them so much. That's the what? conformists. <laughs> I love them so. So uh, I, I think, um, let's just go ahead and say this is going to be up before that show happens. So yeah, go go see that show. Oh, yes. And, It'll be uh, at the High Dive in River West uh, at a time for a money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, there, there's a Kona Neutron, the Secret Friend show for a Triple I festival with a, like a million great bands. It's, um, <laughs> what is it? The 25th, 26th? I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's 25th, 26th. I don't know. There's, there's like two Secret Friend shows coming up. The other one's uh, Pure F Louisville. Oh, and we're, so we're abducting in. <laughs> so for the, for the Garibaldi show hmm. for, for Triple I, it's going to be Dylan and Nick from God Eaters. And then for Louisville, it's going to be Erica and Erica from Motherfucker. Okay. So we're we're basically just annexing or merging with our favorite bands, yeah, which just steal, is stealing all the best ones. Yeah, it's, it's what we do. <laughs> uh, it's what I do specifically. I'm on the masthead. I guess I should own it. Oh. And yeah, if you're going to be in those places, uh, let's just say prfbarbecue.com. I think it's PRF Louisville. Oh, uh, they have a long URL that I don't remember. Yeah, Google it. Google but, PR, PRF. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Look it up in your Google's machines. PRF. PRF barbecue com. Okay. That's not so bad, actually. That's not so bad. Yeah, I was thinking it was a lot worse. <laughs> Although the first result was Professor Lewis Kenny, which I'm like, oh, Louise Kenny. Oh, oh. my bad. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Louise. <laughs> Didn't mean to fade you. No, that's fair. Uh, so what else is going on? Uh, we haven't actually, there, there's, there's been like never a dull moment. Kind of like in and out shows. Yeah, yeah. Go, I, I moved. Go. Yep. I'm, oh, you're, 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 I'm here. You're more set up here. And... Yeah, every every week a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. That's different. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been uh, watching a lot of Netflix. Twin Peaks is great. Twin Peaks is great. Uh, we don't need to get into discussions because no, we that's don't... a whole separate podcast. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> We could go all night, which is pretty much a good chunk of what I was doing last night. I, I got to say, it's Twin Peaks has also changed my life in the way that I, there's something I look at at Reddit on Reddit on a regular basis, which is the really? Twin Peaks subreddit, which wow. is full of just <laughs> insanely quantitative and qualitative minutiae. <laughs> <laughs> from every episode Oof. along with fan theories uh but like just the 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 most interesting uh theories and and, and commentary but like almost to the point of uh when we were talking to jay robbins with that that the, the shiny movie the, yeah. the, the room 30 uh, whatever, whatever it is i don't i, I don't yeah. know i got like five minutes into that movie and had to shut it off i couldn't stand it yeah Roommate not, not the shining the documentary roommate six seven five three oh nine sure, sure. Uh, so <laughs> it's just like that like to the point that people get like but it's in real time so yeah. i find that to be as much as i enjoy the show just on a artistic level i find watching that develop in real time sure uh to the, and i guess we're actually just fucking talking about it at this point sorry but like well we're not talking about the show we're talking about the experience of watching the show this is different right when there was when there was the big uh was it episode, episode, episode eight dude. episode eight with like the crazy 
like just like you've never seen an episode of television like this when there was when there was that poem that like the the woodsman it, spoiler alert you know what get fucked if you don't like it turn it off but, yeah. <laughs> spoiler nice, alert nice, who the fuck am i nice like in the new york times show or there. what are you doing yeah. <laughs> turn hey, it off and then hey, turn it back get on fucked. turn it off <laughs> you're welcome brian hey uh there's the, there's that that the very scary deep like fucked up poem that yeah. like the woodsman reads over the radio yeah. and somebody had that on their on their website oh, somebody yeah. had that on their website like as like a like the tag that shows up at the bottom of all sure. the posts and it's like sure. some doofy i'm not even gonna give them credit for it that like it's i'm not even gonna mention the website yeah but people were flipping the fuck out in real time it's like what is the associate lynch did lynch shut this up blah 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 <laughs> like and watching that was almost as entertaining as watching this incredible piece of art yeah. that just w- was on the TV. Now, it turns out, and, and, and when I say it's at the bottom of the website, I mean, like, at the tag of every post, there was, like, just that, that excerpt of text. Right. Um, which, you know, if you, if, if you don't know it, it's a very, a very arresting thing. Uh, I could probably find it. But the, the interesting thing about it is that, um, yeah, here we go, so... We'll, 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 we'll this get this on here. How's that going? And this is the well. Drink full and descend. The horse is the white of the eyes and dark within. So there's this creepy poem. And then this people were like ascribing to like water. David Lynch saying this website like this six, seven months well. in, in advance to like, you know. Like, Drink you know, full. He's playing chess, you're playing chess, bro. But. <laughs> When it comes down to it, what it was is there was a leak of the script. And somebody uh, like thought, oh, that, that's something that no one will search for. And if I put that on my site, then people will search the for it. But with the first search result that comes out. Drink full. That's which, smart usage of such a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? The they did. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, but I do want to, like, I, I do appreciate, and this is this is an experience that I haven't really had with media or specifically a TV show in a long time, which is that the discussion of it and, you know, everybody keeping up with it week by week and discussing it with, like, not only the people I'm watching it with, but, yeah, online talking with people, having having it be that sort of collective phenomenon. That has not been something that really has happened in modern times in the same way. Well, I think it has. I think it's just been things I haven't necessarily been involved in. Mm. Something like, say, like a Harry Potter or something like that. Sure, sure. it's It's just not my thing. But so it's just something that, like, it's nice to be experiencing that again in a way, which is something that happened when Twin Peaks was on initially. In the first you know, time. Was, so it's in a, in a different way. It's just in Yeah, they used to call <laughs> it the water cooler, you know, water cooler right, talk or right. whatever it is. But, like, you'd, everybody would be discussing it the next day. And you have such it's, – it's that thing where, like, it's never going to be the same now because media is so split and scattered. Sure. And everybody's consuming something different. But even just within a certain group to have that feeling of just like we're and all doing sh- the same that thing. That shared experience, that yeah. shared commonality of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of <laughs> Even with just... Like, I didn't have anything specific to say after watching that episode, and like I was like, wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, all of our discussions in the room, like, initially were just basically just going like, oh, man, that's amazing that that happened. That was so beautiful. Right, that right, was right. so... And just, yeah, that like, as opposed to saying, like, it took us a while to get back around to, like, what do you think this is? What do you think this is? What do you think this yeah, is? Yeah, but you're, you're just kind of having this, uh, you're letting the art almost wash over you in that way, and then having that yeah. shared communal, like, 
holy crap, WTFs of experience. Yeah, and such just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Just the way of that whole episode and just talking about more, talking about how this... Uh, oh, God, it's on screen now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's crawling in her mouth. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but having the... Uh, uh, um, or talking about how it really... This season feels like it's less Twin Peaks and more the best of David Lynch. Here's Agreed, David Lynch yeah. putting like everything. it's almost like his his this is this is my I'm I'm, I'm wrapping things up and showing and you Barbara like if I do nothing else this is everything I wanted to do in yeah. one fell swoop. It's like this summing up almost. This is the water. Um, even though it and also is branching out in new well. new ways as well. But Drink this episode full. in particular is like oh yeah it's all the way back to even like the experimental early films. Yeah, yeah Racerhead style. Even before that the short films. Oh, oh yeah like yeah. Really abstract stuff. Yeah all of just the things that that this show has been able to do in what 13 hours so far yeah. and what it's going to do in the next five it, it's exciting to have that level of um <laughs> i got i gotta turn this Come off on, this, is, this, is, on. This, is, this is this is distracting we're trying oh. to run a show here uh it, it, it's amazing to be that into yeah like, like what happens next you know like okay yeah. so that and like have that shared so that's why like for me i've taken to reading a subreddit I still, I still think Reddit is, is a tool used largely for evil and for the forces of banality and, and the worsening of culture. Mm. That said, this subreddit it, is amazing because it's you get to see kind of like the best parts of that manifested and just in real time with, you know, sometimes like really astute observations. Sure. Sometimes just bonkers theories that it's like no but <laughs> i appreciate that you like wrote seven paragraphs about but that, that somebody picked it out and yeah, this is well and this that's... is kind of what jay was saying the other week is that yep whether it's intentional or not it's there to be found because somebody found it exactly yeah. that's exactly it and i think that's um yeah that that certainly ties into that certainly ties into the, the show for sure so speaking of which let's uh let, let's, let's, let's listen to the song um so we can <laughs> dig ourselves out of that one <laughs> This is uh, Wise Mr. Rowell.
what was that, Josh? That was Palm, Ben. That's called Time from the new EP uh, Shadow Expert. I it's called. Okay. Um, but that was definitely uh, when we were talking about keeping keeping the eyes on the kids and uh, what the kids are up to. What the kids are up to. Apparently, the kids finally uh, decided to start sounding like heavy vegetable. I was gonna say the kids are into like heavy polyrhythms. Apparently. Yeah, I'm way cool with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds okay. That's, that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but so uh, how did you come, come about those? Things? That was uh, I listened to a podcast called Charted. There are no other podcasts, by the way. I listened to this radio show <laughs> called Who Charted, <laughs> um, and they uh, they have some bring up some new music, and that just happened to be they barely played it. They played a snippet of it. Just like, oh, what 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 is that thing? So you heard it here first, folks. And unless you listen to that other show. <laughs> I don't know how much crossover we've got there. Uh, before that was Swami, John Reese and the Blind Shake with Seesaw. Before that was Michael Yonkers and the Blind Shake with Wise Mr. Owl. featuring our guest, Mike Great dude. Good talking to him. Farewell, friends. Nice guy. Absolutely. You've been listening to. Go to Neutron's Protonic Reversal. And Mrs. And America. We thank you for it. Protonic Reversal. You can hear this show every Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're getting 8 p.m. Eastern. You're five, getting uh, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, here on RadioNope.com. We have a special treat for the live listeners. The debut of... Music on with Brian Musikoff. Yes, which I'm really looking forward to. That's uh, going to be a great time. Very exciting. Right? Exactly. Seriously. This oh. microphone so, turns sound uh, into electricity. Brian Musikoff is an asset to humanity and a hell of a nice guy. And um, can you hear me now? Anything else? Out on no, Route good. 128, dark All and right. lonely. <laughs> A few words. to my top 10. 
I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. if there's no one there to receive. It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day,
me, just don't be artsy. Just play the song I want you to play. But that's the same thing I rebel against when I'm playing. Play right. Hurricane! Like, yeah. <laughs> Come on. See, that's the answer. See if you can get them to play it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, play Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> you play it. Come on. 